0: mom to mom podcast. We're three generations of moms who've experienced nearly every season of motherhood. Of course, we don't have all the answers, but you can be sure that we'll always point you to the one who does. We're pouring a cup of coffee and we're chatting motherhood today. Pull up a chair. We're really glad you're here. For the past two years, I've been rolling out my exercise mat around 10 p.m. each night. I know it's not ideal. Who wants to do cardio just before bed? And I'm sure somebody could argue that's not even good for me. But after a long day of homeschooling and work projects in the afternoon and fulfilling whatever random promises I've made to family and friends and church and neighbors, 10 p.m. just seems to be my only time to squeeze it in. I'll be honest with you though, most days I consider just skipping it, assuming that I'll find a better time tomorrow. But 42 years of living has taught me that perfect tomorrows never come. I made a goal two years ago to move my body 20 minutes every day for about 300 of the 365 days. So every time I drag out that exercise mat, even if it's at 10 o'clock at night, I'm declaring that the promises I make to me are important too. And so now after two years, that 10 p.m. exercise goal has kind of just become a habit. And so at the start of 2022, I kind of made new goals. Ones that I was hoping would become habitual in time too. The trouble is, it's not my January commitment that will move the needle very much. It's my February dedication my June diligence, my December drive, that will really count. So that begs the question, if you made goals for yourself this past New Year's, how you doing? Today, Kate, September, and I are looking back on all the promises we made to ourselves last month and just doing a quick assessment of our goals. Hopefully, our chat today will be like a shot in the arm to keep you pressing into yours. So ladies, I'm wondering, did you make any goals for yourselves to start out the year? And if so, what were they and how are you doing?
1: Well, I made a few, Jamie. My husband and I decided to do a Daniel fast for the first 21 days of this year. And we were able to do it, you know, because it's just veggies, grains, and fruits. You're not allowed to have a lot of stuff, but it it was okay for us. And it's really helped us draw closer to the Lord, hear from him more clearly And also given us a desire just to eat more healthy foods for the rest of the year. So that that's a a new goal that we set during that time. Also, I'm determined to finish my next book, which is going to require a big time commitment. So I've set a goal to get that finished in the next few months. And probably the most important goal for me, because I don't I don't have a lot. I don't try to, you know, set a zillion things because I know I won't do them. So, But the most important one is to spend quality time with the Lord every day. Now, I don't have children at home. So it's easier for me than you girls to, you know, really take that concentrated time in the morning. But you know, there are those days where something comes up and I can't do it. But, you know, I, I that that's one that I really am determined to, to stick to as best I can. And also I'm determined, like you, Jamie, to exercise every day, either going to the gym or walking or, or something. But I have to be active every day. That's just it helps me sleep better. I feel better, can maintain my weight. So Those are a few of the things that I'm really hoping to stick to all year.
2: How about you, September? Yeah, I did. I made some goals. Uh, Some are private and some are personal. And I think I'll just share a few here. Um, I set a goal to read and study the book of Revelation and more of the Old Testament, specifically those, you know, not just lumping it into read the Bible in a year. Like those are specific goals for me. I set a goal to fit more weight resistant workouts into my schedule versus cardio, because it's easier for me to just do cardio and mindlessly do it. But I know in my age demographic now, you know, weight resistance is better. I set a goal to train my last four kiddos, had a budget for post high school, and to be able to make a week's worth of meals. And also to help my teens establish fresh new boundaries with screens. But that sounds like goals for them, but it's really goals for me because I have to do that with them. I have to work with them. So that's a goal that I have to make time for. I made a goal to read more books or to listen to more audiobooks, which is something I kind of let go for a long time. And it's really kind of nagged at me, even though I'm a writer and we have a podcast and I just have not had the time to read books. I decided to add this is a fun one more color to my wardrobe this year little by little. Most people know that I'm just like a neutrals earth tone girl. So I'm going to try not going to get real wild, like red lipstick or anything, but just a little color. And I set a goal to begin my next book. So these are all going pretty great so far. I'm staying true to the slow and steady approach that I take, which is my best asset to goal setting, just the slow and steady approach.
0: And I think it would be lovely Knowing your skin tone and your beautiful hair color to see you in bright red lipstick. So, that I'm, I'm going to cross my fingers and hope that maybe that'll
2: happen.
1: I don't know. I agree.
0: Well, I set four goals, and that typically is my MO every year to set four goals. And I'll go into more of the whys behind that in just a second. But Just really briefly, I set a goal to read aloud with my husband, not every single night, but a couple of times a week. We used to read together, you know, parenting books or marriage books when we were newly married, but we just kind of fell out of the habit. And I think that reading aloud together as a couple is especially for those of us who've been married for a while. We just celebrated our 20th wedding anniversary. For us, reading aloud kind of gives us something to talk about apart from, you know, Did you pay the mortgage or did you take out the trash? It gives us some talking points. So I'm really hoping and I bought my husband a book for Christmas that I knew he would be you know, into and he's really digging it. And so we're reading it aloud together. So I'm really hoping that after we're finished with this book, it'll just, you know, we'll just keep riding that train and it'll just carry over and we'll continue to read together a couple of times each week. Number two. Taking a deep breath because I don't know if I'm going to be able to stick to this one, but I'm I'm putting it out into the ethos. All of you will hear it. Hopefully, you hold me accountable. I am planning on cooking my way through a cookbook by the end of the year. I picked one out. I vetted a bunch in the fall. I knew I wanted one that had family-friendly recipes. I knew I wanted one that, you know, had roughly about, you know, 150 recipes so that I. Wouldn't have to make a new thing every night, but just a couple of times a week. I love cooking new things. So really, this makes sense for a goal for myself. So I'm going to make every single recipe in the cookbook by the end of the year. I'll tell you, I ended up landing on the Magnolia Table Volume 2. After looking through it, I thought, these are recipes Mm -hmm. that I can make that my kids might like. And so I am hopefully, you know, there's 145 recipes in this book. So it means I need to make three a week to reach my goal. And so far I've stuck to it. Fortunately, a handful of the recipes kind of go with other recipes. So like make a pie crust and here's the recipe for the pie. So it's kind of a two for one. So hold me to it, girls. So far it's going good. The third thing is, like September, I want to work through a specific book of the Bible. Mm -hmm. I happen to have some friends at church who are working through First Peter. They're actually using Jen Wilkins' new Bible study book. And while I can't meet with them in person, they meet Tuesday mornings, and because I homeschool, it's just not conducive for me to go and meet them. I just figure I can work alongside them and hopefully join the conversation as I'm able to. And so that collective conversation will hold me accountable to digging in deeply to First Peter. And lastly, I made this goal for myself last year. And for various reasons, it just sort of fizzled and fell apart even before it came out of the gate. I'm hoping that this year I have a much better run at it. And so far, so good. I hope to write a note of encouragement to someone every single week because nobody's ever said, you know, I feel too encouraged today. And we could all, especially in the times that we're living in use a little bit of extra encouragement. So I made a list of 52 people, not to say that I can't be prompted by the Holy Spirit to change that list or to add people to it, but I wanted to make it as easy and as potentially successful for me as I could. So I made a list of 52 people, gathered their addresses. I have note cards. I have stamps. I'm all set to go. And so far, I've sent out letters of encouragement. So ladies, you shared your goals with me. And a little bit of the why behind it, but I'm wondering if you can expound, how do you determine at the beginning of the year, or even just throughout the year, how do you determine what goals to set for yourselves?
1: Before I answer that, I just want to say, that's a great cookbook, Jamie. Jo- if you don't know Magnolia's Joanna Gaines, and I think everybody knows who she is, but maybe put a link to that. Cause that really is all, all her recipes, everything I've ever made has come out wonderfully. So that's a great choice
0: so far it's going great. I actually just made this last week bacon and leek quiche. And I thought for sure my kids would just turn their noses up at it, but they loved it. Yeah, And I think they gave it like, you know, 4.3 stars or something. So, so far so good. It's a good one.
1: Good. I think that's basically quiche Lorraine. It's bacon and onions or bacon. Good for you using leeks. I'm proud of you. So, I mean, for me to determine what goals, I really pray and ask the Lord because he's going to know best what I'm going to need mm-hmm. this year. Or so, And I look at my life, where I'm at with my health, my relationship with the Lord, with my family, writing and speaking, and I just try to seek his wisdom. And I try not to set too many goals, like I said before, because I do want to keep it manageable. And I also seek wisdom about what I need to stop doing. And I think for all of us, those can be goals worthy of looking at as well. For me, eating right is important to me and my husband. So we've determined to cut out sugar, processed foods, anything made with white flour. I mean, we're going to do our best and it's going to take willpower, but the results are worth it. Things like watching less TV, reading more, that's a good goal to have. And we just did an episode about gossiping. So if you know that that's an area you struggle with, ask the Lord for help and determine to stop doing it. Make that a goal for this next year.
0: I love the idea of processing your goals through a lens of no. I mean, I'm, I'm so used to saying, what do I want to say yes to this year? But um, that, that's kind of a game changer, Kate, to, to ask yourself, what should be my no's this mm-hmm. year? Something else yeah. to consider. September, how about you? How do you determine what goals you set for yourself?
2: Goals for me have to be broken down into everyday living and areas that are sustainable for me. So my husband and I, we go away for a New Year's planning time, which is basically one night. Don't think some glorified big trip with a big yonder. That's not what it is. We just break our lives down into categories. And this is how this works for us. It's easier for me the way that my mind and my planning works, but we break our categories down on paper family personal and then business and work and then we break each category into smaller areas and then so on when it comes to personal though before i start making goals this is super important maybe someone else will find this helpful i have to identify first the year prior so like i have to evaluate on a you know a notebook for a couple of weeks maybe between like december and january what happened in like the year before and the growth that came out of the goals that I had the year before and the journeys that I want to continue. And I also have to evaluate the year prior to see the areas that I noticed I needed more growth from looking back. I write down any things, any events, any hard moments, struggles, victories. I go through my phone and look at all the pictures and write down things we did, things that trigger memories, things that I noticed I needed to work on From the year prior and that's actually where i begin when Mm. i start making goals for the new year sort
0: of reverse engineer Mm. from what you saw in the previous year Mm -hmm. well i pattern my goals after the example that jesus set for us when he walked here on earth luke 252 says that he grew in four ways wisdom stature and favor with god and man and so at the close of each year as i look ahead to the new one I begin to pray about how I can, with the Holy Spirit's help, of course, make incremental steps of change in my life in those same four areas, following that same pattern of growth. So if you think back to the four goals that I said I set for myself, there is something for wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. And obviously I can use those terms really loosely, But like Kate said, holding it out to the Lord and seeking his will for how he would have you grow this year. And really, you know, the big fancy Christian term for that is just sanctification. Lord, how are you going to grow me more like Christ this year? And how can I partner with you in that growth? Hey there, Mama. I just want to jump in here for a second to tell you about a resource that will help you build independence and autonomy in your tweens and teens. For the past year, I've been sending my older ones out the door with a gab phone. Whether they're going out to do yard work for the neighbor down the street or heading to the library on their bike, they can just slip their phone into their pockets and give me peace of mind knowing that I can get a hold of them when I need to. I've always been a bit hesitant to give my teens a cell phone because I didn't want them to have access to the internet or, more importantly, for the internet to have access to them. But that always seemed to pose a real problem when they had to babysit at someone else's house or when they wanted to go play basketball at the park. But not anymore. With a Gab phone, they can have the best of both worlds. A little bit of freedom with plenty of safeguards. A Gab phone looks and feels like a smartphone but isn't connected to the internet in any way. A tweener teen can call, they can text, take pictures, and even listen to music. But that's it. For the most part, the phone acts just like an MP3 player with calling and texting capability. If you too are interested in purchasing a dumb phone that looks and feels like a smartphone for your kids, you can head to gabwireless.com and use coupon code mom to mom at checkout. That's gabwireless.com, mom to mom in all capital letters. Obviously, January 1st isn't the only time that we can make a goal, ladies. Obviously, it's it's not January anymore. And so a woman who is listening to us talk today might be saying, well, I didn't make a goal. I didn't make any resolutions come New Year's, but I feel inspired perhaps to do so. A mom can certainly self-evaluate and course correct any time of the year. Do you have any resources or maybe tips for the mom who'd like to make a few realistic goals for herself starting right now?
1: Well, I think, you know, it's never too late to start. It doesn't matter if it's February or May. If you know you're supposed to be doing something, just start doing it. I mean, you know, evaluate also how much time you really have to add something new, like going to the gym every day. You know, it just depends on your schedule. If you have kids at home, you might have to figure out another way to get exercise in. But if it's important to you to do, you're going to find a way. We're, We're moms. We're pretty resourceful. And it's same with spending the time with the Lord. You know, if you have little kids, mornings are not going to be feasible for you. But evenings after the kids are in bed, well, that might work. So sometimes it's just restructuring your day and your life to to get those things in that you know you should be doing. Because I don't want anybody to listen to this and feel guilty because they're not doing goals. There's always a way to make it happen, I believe. I mean, we're, you know, we're smart women. We can figure this stuff out. And don't have too many. You don't need 14 different things that you're doing. Try adding one, you know, see if there's one change you can make. And then if that works and you can fit that in, add another one. It's it's perfectly fine to start. Whenever you can start, it's a good time to begin.
0: So just be flexible with those goals, like exercising yeah, at 10 p.m. It's not ideal, yeah. but it's, it's a time that maybe you can squeeze in to keep the commitment that you make to yourself.
1: hmm
2: mm-hmm. I'm just going to um, share a few resources or tips for the mom who wanted to set a few realistic goals. And I mean, these are very practical, but a few resources would be to get a really good Bible study and a Bible reading plan. A few that I've used are well-watered women and the Bible recap has a great read through the Bible any a year plan. So some people are like, I just don't know where to begin. I don't want to go searching over the internet. I just want to read my Bible, but how do I know? So the Bible recap last year, this worked really well for me. I downloaded the dwell app to my phone and it has a Bible reading plan, but it also has devotional plans and it has music and you can choose the different narrator. I chose this um, British guy with this really great accent and it just amuses me and it keeps me interested. I play it in my car and the way to work and my kids hear it. So, the Dwell Bible app was really good for me. This helped me keep my goals realistic and before me, instead of being like, well, I have my Bible at home or I didn't have time to do that. There were really, I just tried to cut out the excuses. My Fitness Pal app on my phone is great if you want to track like your food and things like that. I know in this modern technology world, especially for moms, you know, we listen to podcasts that having something right before us is great. We've downloaded our audio library app called Libby or Audible on our phones and our apps so that if we want to get in reading, but we don't have a lot of time, just like a podcast, you can listen to your books. So I count that as reading a book. I don't know about you girls. And I know we've recorded a lot of time management episodes on the mom to mom podcast. And so I think just going back and listening to some of those, because something I've discovered that has made goal setting so much easier and not so formidable is if you can kind of simplify the things in your life that are, you know, necessary, like home management or motherhood and things like that, which are things we talk about in the podcast here all the time, then goals just seem much more friendly, like, oh, I can do that now because I've freed myself up in another area. So we can list those episodes at the end of our show notes and talk about the time management and helpful hints at home episodes that we've recorded. And those might, you know, give you a good jump start on setting some of your goals.
0: Yeah, the one that pops to my mind is episode 45, when we talk about working smarter, not harder. And we give lots of productivity hacks just to help the rest of your day go off on a good clip so that you can maybe have more time to tackle those goals that you want to set for yourself. September, I love what you said about having like the Libby app at the ready. I think that's a real key to accomplishing any goal is just to make the execution as easy as possible by having everything you need at the ready. So maybe that means having your exercise bag packed right by the door, having a Bible study basket where everything you need for your Bible study is in it and easily accessible. You know, for me, who wants to send out encouraging cards all year long to have, you know, the cards bought the stamp spot, my list of addresses made so that I don't really have any excuse not to do it because it's all sitting there for me. I just have three quick tips to add to all that. First, and maybe it's just my personality, but what is helpful for me when I'm like stuck in the February slump of my goal and I just wanna give up, I read a book or an article that has to do with the goal that I've set because I can't help prioritizing the thing when I'm reading about it and thinking about it, it kind of gets me back in that same frame of mind that I was in when I set the goal for myself originally. A couple of books that have been helpful for me, if you happen to be a reader and you need a good shot in the arm, Essentialism by Greg McCohen. I think that's how you say his name. That's a book that really will help you determine what is important to you so that you can spend your life on the right things. I also really like all the books by John Acuff. He's super funny, he's motivating. Some of his books are um, Start. He has one called Finish and one called Do Over. Those are just really good kind of cheerleader books, easy to read and just gets you in that goal setting mindset again. Number two, I would say, make sure that you have a measurable goal. And what I mean by that is it's not enough for me to say, I want to write more cards this year because that's not really measurable. What does more cards mean? For me, I had to say, I want to write one card every week because you can't really reach a goal when you don't know where the finish line is. So be very specific about your goal and make it something that is measurable. And then lastly, and September touched on this a little bit when she was talking about going back and looking at your previous year, but reverse engineer your goals. So I too am writing a book this year. And you know if you've never written a book or even if you have written a book before, it is a very daunting task. It's like this giant elephant that can make you shake in your boots. But when you recognize that writing a book that say has nine chapters in it, and I have maybe 12 months to finish it, I have to reverse engineer that plan. So I say, okay, I have one month to plan and outline, one month to edit, one month maybe to have some people read it and give me feedback and format it. That leaves me nine months to write the book. So I'm breaking the the big elephant down into smaller chunks. And then I say, you know, I can write one chapter a month, five sections in a chapter. I don't want to write Saturdays or Sundays. So that means one section has to be written every four to five days. Basically, all I'm saying is this. A book or, you know, XYZ, whatever goal you have, is written one sentence at a time, one paragraph at a time, one chapter at a time. And I think that can be applied to all of our goals. If we just break this big elephant down into manageable chunks and sort of reverse engineer the goal, little bit by little bit, it will get done. How can a mom, ladies, keep momentum on her goals? So here we are sitting in mid-February and our goals are starting to slough off and fizzle. Give us the shot in the arm that we need to keep going. How do you
1: keep going? I think just to go back to what you were just talking about, Jamie, about being specific, you know, so many women say, I'm going to lose weight this year. Well, unless you have a goal, I'm going to lose 10 pounds or 25 pounds. You have no way to measure it, like you were saying. So you're right. You have to be specific and break them down into bite-sized chunks. And I think to keep momentum, for me, it's important to have somebody I can be accountable to. You know, if you're trying to eat healthy and lose weight, well, find a friend who has the same goal, stay accountable to each other, do things together where you can motivate each other and encourage each other. Also encourage yourself in the Lord. I think it's helpful to speak positive, helpful scriptures over yourself each day and remind yourself that you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. Like we said in our gossip episode death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. So what we speak even about ourselves is important. If we learn to see ourselves the way the Lord sees us, it's just going to make it a lot easier. And, you know, I think you only have 24 hours every day. So be aware of how you're spending your time. We don't get to go back and do a do-over, right? So every single minute, every hour, just be accountable and be aware of how you're spending that time. And I think it's going to help you really think about, you know, do I want to watch this TV show or should I exercise? Well, you know, you're going to know I need to be exercising. It's going to it's going to be clear to you. So try to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. So Kate, you said public accountability. I'll just lay this out there for you on Insta stories. I've been hashtagging 2022 cookbook challenge you ladies keep me accountable to that <laughs> plus you can see what what I'm making and whether it's a flop or not yeah so there you go yeah what about the mom who set some goals but finds herself already feeling defeated in them do you have any words of encouragement or inspiration
1: to leave with her today? well like I said before it's never too late to start over but beating yourself up about it or wallowing in guilt well that's the enemy's tool that is never going to be helpful but look at the goals you initially set. See if maybe they were unreasonable based on your life and the amount of time you have each day. It's okay to reevaluate and adjust your goals to be realistic and doable. You know, it's fine if you only make one goal and stick to it. Don't feel like you have to do 20 things to change your life. And don't compare yourself to your friends who are doing things differently than you are. I think that's another big trap, particularly that women fall into. We think, well, she's doing all this stuff and, you know, whatever it is, just don't fall into that trap. Comparison is an an awful thing. Do what you can, just do what you can do. Start doing something and don't let guilt take over, but just don't give up. Do something.
2: Mm -hmm. I always, for myself, have to evaluate what and where and how it went wrong. Like, where did I get derailed? You know, was it because I had a stressful week or because I wasn't feeling well, maybe sickness, or maybe we had a crazy motherhood week or something. Maybe it was a holiday. Sometimes we have to just take that into account and not make that like a big label over a failure, over a goal. You know, just take those evaluation times seriously, like really look at it and ask yourself that. Sometimes though, we do have to change our expectations and our pace. So, you know, Jamie, you may have to say, okay, I'm only going to get through three quarters of the cookbook and I'm going to do, you know, less desserts and more of the meals. You know, sometimes you just have to change things up, but it doesn't mean that you're still not achieving a goal. Just isn't, you know, 100%, maybe that wasn't the best for you. And I always tell myself, okay, you know what I did? I, I kind of fell off and I didn't do well this week but I am going to restart tomorrow. You can always restart tomorrow. It's always a new day. And to never forget that. I tell my kids that all the time. Sometimes though, I have to change my goal to fit into a different part of my life. If it's a personal goal, then sometimes I have to say, this is going to become part of my family goal. If it's reading the Bible with my family, that's my reading the Bible time. Like Sometimes you have to move your goals around to fit into what fits best for you. And lastly, just don't ever give up. You know, a goal sounds like a big, heavy, weighty word because it's like a losing weight goal. You know, what if we don't do it? No one is expecting you to achieve these goals. It's just something that you're setting up for yourself to become better. Like you said, Jamie, we know what are the three areas that you set goals for to grow in wisdom and stature and favor in the Lord? And I just feel like he is the one that matters and he, he wants the best for us. And so he's not expecting perfection.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think sometimes we just have to acknowledge that a goal might not be right for the season that we're in or even realistic for the season that we're in. Not that it's a bad goal, but just that it's not right for right now. I think sometimes we get into this habit of trying to seek our best life when what we really need to do is just stop and praise God, acknowledging that we're already living a pretty good one, you know? Mm -hmm. And so sometimes the goal, as wonderful as that might sound, just might not be right. It's been said that lost time is never found again. Ladies, we have but one life to live. So how we use our time each day really does matter. Like many listening today, I started the year with a couple of simple goals in mind, but a goal is just a delusion if it's never acted upon. May this year find us all keeping the commitments that we make to ourselves, and may we, like Jesus, increase. Thank you so much for listening. We'd love to know what goals you've set for yourself, either last month or even this very morning. How are you doing with them? join us over on Instagram or Facebook to tell us about how you're spending your days.